Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 64th episode of the Exploring Antinatalism podcast, a podcast all about the subject of antinatalism created by antinatalists. My name is Amanda Oldfans-Sukunik, formerly known as Feverwolf Films on YouTube, and today I'm speaking with Seb, Zohar, and Emmanuel, who are all members of two YouTube-based antinatalist bands, Cosmic Slam and Nefarious Rockers. So, welcome to the Exploring Antinatalism podcast, guys. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be on. It's a pleasure to have all three of you. Thank you so much for being here today. Uh, so I've been following the development of Cosmic Slam and Nefarious Rockers for a long time now. Uh, I'm excited to learn uh, more about the music being produced by Cosmic Slam and Nefarious Rockers. Uh, but first, I'd love to learn a little bit more about each of you. Uh, now, I've known Seb for many years now. Uh, Seb, we've, we've known each other a long time. Uh, I've been watching you, uh, I don't even remember what year you first came to your, uh, to YouTube, uh, but I remember back in the day you were making, you know, these hilarious uh, antinatalist Dragon Ball Z videos, which I, I absolutely love. Um, those are absolute classics. Uh, so let's start with you, Seb. Who is Seb? Can you tell everybody a little bit about your YouTube history uh, and the things that you do and make? So I first started doing antinatalist activism some Years ago, I indeed did uh, anti-natalist Dragon Ball Z videos too. And something that surprised me was that we kind of made, um, you made the same joke too on the TV show you did a while back. Um, the um, stealing from the sperm bank joke. Oh and yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, so I'm an anti-natalist artist. Uh, Currently a member of uh, Cosmic Slam and Nefarious Rockers, I'm a founder of both of those bands. Unfortunately, the other founder couldn't be with us, couldn't be with us today. Unfortunately, um, I've been making some anti-nuclist uh, songs for a, a couple of years now, and uh, I, I like doing that. I will, and I will continue to do that. Hell yeah. And so, sorry, who, who is the founder? Does he go by? I so mean... I, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the founder and the other founder is, is called Oscar. He goes by the name of Oscar Pellegrin. On YouTube. That's right. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Well, I'm sorry we couldn't have Oscar with us today. Um, I, I had assumed that you were, you were, you were the, you were at least one of the founders. That's true. So Seb, uh, you sing in the band. Um, and what instruments do you play as well? In the band. I play guitar and bass, and unfortunately, I sing. I, I <laughs> personally don't like my own singing, but uh, it's hard to get other people to sing, especially yeah. when they're not being paid for it. Not much of an incentive there uh, uh, to sing. But, but, um, yeah, originally, I wanted someone else to sing, but because no one else wanted to, I sang. Uh, myself 
and uh, I, yeah, I, I, I played the instrument, the instrument I played the most is guitar. I have a Gibson SG guitar and uh, I, I also played bass, not too much. Well, I'm glad you're the singer, Seb. You give you give the whole project a very unique sound with your voice, and it's it, it is rather gloriously punk. So I think I think you've chosen well. Um, so thank you for that, Seb. Uh, let's move on to Zohar. Who is Zohar? Uh, what role do you play in Cosmic Slam and or Nefarious Rockers? I'm actually not sure if you're in both. Pardon me for that. Um, I guess my YouTube history, like it was, it was more like kind of philosophy and physics and stuff for a while. Um, but I'm kind of trying to change it a bit or add more music to it and stuff. Um, but I guess I'm like, I do parkour and, and uh, I kind of make YouTube videos with that or I try to make YouTube videos with that and using, uh, like I kind of started using music from Cosmic Slam for that. And then uh, at this point, like I'm kind of trying to be part of the band for what we're hoping. And uh, I'm basically trying to play guitar and bass and uh, singing also if I can, but I've been kind of working on it and trying to get better but it's kind of haven't released anything yet and stuff but uh yeah but I do play guitar and bass kind of like Seb and uh I also play a bit of drums but yeah sweet I'll, I'll, I mean I for one have to say I've, I've I was you know I know you haven't uploaded to your YouTube channel a long time but I was definitely a fan of that channel um I thought you produced a lot of good content you even did some physics videos with Gary uh so that was pretty you know unique to see that um, so I, so is your parkour stuff, uh, on a, on a new channel or, or, you know, um, basically I kind of was on break from YouTube for this whole time. So I didn't post anything on my, my YouTube channel or any other YouTube channel. I see. Yeah. I did get out of shape in parkour. Like I'm pretty much back to the like peak shape that I was in before, but I'm trying to like, I'll do myself and stuff. Um, but yeah, I was kind of practicing music and other things and I didn't really have anything to post, I guess. So like. That's okay. Not too sure which content I wanted to produce. So. Well, well, you know, listen, uh, a great channel, it, whether it's uh, active or non-active, you know, it's, 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 it's a great, there's really some great stuff on that channel. So I, I will definitely link it below and uh, I hope people that go and explore it. And uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Uh, so, and, and um, so moving on to Emmanuel, Emmanuel, it's a pleasure to meet you. I really don't know anything about you uh, yet. I'm, I'm afraid to say. Um, so who is Emmanuel? Hi, Amanda. Thank you for having me here. Um, and I'm flattered to have my voice uh, reach the Antoninos community's ears. Um, I used to go by a different name uh, long ago, <laughs> had a YouTube channel, participated in uh, debates online uh, for philosophy, including antinatalism. Uh, right now, my internet presence is non-existent except for this podcast. <laughs> so yeah i i don't know much to say i did uh i did participate in uh, cosmic slam as a vocalist and uh as a lyricist um uh, and i'm interested in doing more with uh, nefarious rockers um the interesting thing is that i'm no longer really an antinatalist but i'm still interested Ooh, in spicy antinatalism. yeah <laughs> well that's okay so yeah, so I'm not an anti-antinatalist or a pro-natalist or anything like that. So that's why I'm still interested in that. Yeah. yeah, see, that's that that's that's the dividing line. As long as you haven't gone completely the other direction. All right, guys, thanks. Uh, so let's go around the room once again, starting again with Seb. Seb, why are I'd like to know why each of you are an antinatalist or not an antinatalist anymore? So Seb, why are you an antinatalist? 
Well, I'm an I'm an antenatalist because I think suffering is just extremely horrible, and uh, it it's so horrible that no amount of pressure can outweigh suffering. Uh, I first became an antenatalist quite young when I was 16 years old. Uh, that that's really the reason I. I don't know what the first antenatalist video that got me into it, but it was either derived energy or uh, a channel called antenatalism, I think. Yeah, I think Jim runs that channel. I'm not sure. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't realize you were around that long, Seb, from from the derived energy days. That's that's wild. That's wild. Um, yeah, but thank you for your your answer. Those are just cer- certainly well articulated. Um, Zohar, why are you an antinatalist? So I guess when I was like 20 about, I watched this uh, video with Gary debating against Logan Blake. It was like a debate from a while ago. And my initial response was like, I thought it was funny and I was like, wow, this guy's crazy and stuff. But pretty much like, I guess it, it got to me eventually. And, uh, you know, mostly just arguments about suffering and stuff like that, that, kind of make antinatalism like a good philosophy for me. Excellent. Excellent. And Emmanuel, what, what, uh, why were you an antinatalist? Why are you no longer an antinatalist? And I'd also really be interested in hearing why, you know, regardless of the position that you now take, you know, you still enjoy working with antinatalists. So, hmm. I, I think I, well, I became an antinatalist because Um, To be honest, um, I was unhappy with the way my own life went. It was, uh, yeah, I was unhappy with the way things have gone in my life. And, um, you know, I was thinking maybe I would have been better off not being born personally. And then a lot of other people opened up about their own lives and how they, you know, would have also probably rather not have came into existence I guess I just I sympathized, you know, empathized with other people and myself, of course. And I just um, then I looked into the arguments and then it further convinced me um, in Menham uh, had a big influence on me. Uh, David Benatar had also another influence. So I thought the quality of life arguments specifically were pretty good. How um, there's no, you know, every, everyone has a pretty bad life on average. Uh, the suffering in life is extravagant and there's no, the pleasures can't really compensate for the, for the suffering that goes on. Um, so I was convinced by that mostly, but um, I fell out of it. I guess I fell out of it because I just became skeptical of that claim. I just, um, I, I, I just thought, you know, it's, it's a hard, hard sell to say that, well, every life is on balance bad because you know, I, I do think there could be lives out there that are that are worthwhile. That um, on on average, there's more happiness and suffering. And, um, I think definitely people should uh, be very careful before they want to bring a, a new life into existence. It's something they should put a lot of thought into. And I uh, I think I'm still on some level a, a local antinatalist. I think there are some cases where I would definitely think it's wrong to bring life into existence. But I can't say I'm a, I'm a global antinatalist anymore because I know I'm definitely not convinced by the asymmetry argument. Uh, that's one thing I, I don't agree with. And then the quality, quality of quality of life argument, I think, is also too strong to make on a for like a universal uh, kind of thing. So, 
All right. Excellent. Thank well, thank you. you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for your very candid answer. Uh, so thank you so much, you guys. All right. So moving on to some stuff about, you know, the work that you do, the music that you make, uh, how, uh, you know, aside from all being members of the antinatalist community or antinatalist community adjacent, perhaps in the case of Emmanuel at this point in your, in your, uh, in, in your development, uh, how did all of you find each other and decide to make music of one another? Okay, I guess I can start with that one. So I was making some uh, songs. I uploaded them to YouTube. And then suddenly I saw that Oscar had commented on, on one of my tracks, The Founder. And then I went to his channel. I said, let's collaborate. And the rest is history. Uh, we, we, I guess we... It, uh, uh, I guess so. And Emmanuel can talk about how they how they met me. I, I guess I can leave it to them. Um, I mean, I'm not sure. Like, if I met Seb first or if Emmanuel met him first, but basically, I kind of was just a fan of his music, and we talked on Discord a lot. It was kind of like we were all on Discord around this time, like three years ago, I guess. And uh, yeah, so we kind of talked, and then we started sharing music and stuff, and. You know, the band kind of needed more members, so I, I guess that's a reason to join. Um, how would you guys describe the music of Cosmic Slam and Nefarious Rockers? I mean, do you, you know, I mean, it's got the word rockers in it. So do you consider yourself a rock band, a punk band? Do you guys care about those those labels? Uh, so Cosmic Slam and Nefarious Rockers are very similar in uh, the, the early works on both bands. I would uh, call them both gothic metal because it contains keyboard. Okay, yeah. And uh, we have uh, me and the founder have about been inspired by some uh, gothic metal, like and and stuff like that. And uh, but the new stuff of Nefarious Rockers now is uh, purely rock. We are. Uh, I'm also collaborating with uh, some other people, uh, and and uh, when I made the new Nefarious Rocker song songs, uh, I I had Motorhead in mind and stuff like okay. that. I'm you know I'm glad you bring up the the keyboards because I have to say that's one of my favorite elements to to the music that you guys create in general, the keyboards are so, which one of you, you know, adds that to it? Which one of you is playing? Keyboards? It's, it's Oscar. It's Oscar. Okay. He is a very big fan of uh, progressive rock. Sweet. I listen to a lot of old progressive rock bands like Genesis, yes, King Crimson and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, so, yeah, I, I do think that Oscar stuff uh, makes the music uh, what it is. When I, when I play guitar, I only try to compliment Oscar's tracks. Yeah, it's a, I have to say it's a very powerful element to the to the songs you guys produce is those keyboards parts. And I, I had I, I hadn't thought of, of gothic metal, but yeah, I can definitely hear that. So that's, that's really interesting to know. Um, I mean, what is the general creative process like for you guys? Like what, what methods do you use to share ideas and put the songs together? Do you do it through email? Are you still doing it through discord? 
How are you guys, you know, congregating and doing this? We were actually ripping off this Kasuyu player all this time. <laughs> now, um, so I spend a lot of time uh, practicing riffs and trying to make the best riff possible. It's all about the riffs. And when one is making riffs, one is, um, there's actually a very small ma margin of error. Um, so the, the music has to rely on the riff almost completely or uh, partially. I don't know much about music theory. Uh, I, I, uh, sometimes I improvise the parts uh, and sometimes it is well thought out. As we sometimes like, uh, we'll send each other sound files and stuff and we'll pretty much have to listen to it and maybe try to add something to it and stuff. But it's, it's like a bit difficult because we're not, we're not like seeing each other in person. So we can't really do a really good collaboration, I guess. But, uh, it kind of works on Discord. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I love that. Um that element of what you guys are putting together. Cause it's, you know, there's the, the whole, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this art term called exquisite corpse, you know, where you, you're not really, it's kind of the part that the other person is making is sort of unseen. And then you kind of have to make it make sense by creating your own part. It kind of sounds like that's a little bit of what you're doing, which is uh, just, just a really cool creative process that you guys are engaging in. Uh, Emmanuel, did you uh, want to say anything about that before next question? Oh, yeah. Um, so the way I would do it is Seb would send me an instrumental track and I would add, um, I would come up with lyrics and then I would do vocals for those lyrics. Uh, that's the way I would do it. it would be fun. Uh, yeah. So um, when I make lyrics, it's, uh, it's actually not well thought out at all. It's very impulsive how I feel in the moment. For example, uh, the tragedy of. Uh, evolution that song uh, i spent almost no time making the lyrics for it are, are, are a lot of the lyrics kind of written off the cuff like you don't write anything ahead of time it's just you know when you're kind of in the moment yeah in yeah. the moment uh, are you guys really spread out you know geographically are there any chances or aspirations to one day you know meet each other and play live oh yeah we, we are actually very spread out geographically so i'm from norway Oscar, the keyboard player, is from Italy, and both Emmanuel and Sauer are from the States. Yes, we do have aspirations for meeting one day, but hasn't happened yet. All right. Well, hopefully one day. Hopefully yeah. one day. But yeah, those are some those are some major geographical barriers to have to contend with. Sorry, Emmanuel. Please go ahead. I was just gonna say I'd love to meet up one day and perform on stage with all of you guys. <laughs> I hope to go to your first concert if I if I can. I, I really that would be amazing. Um, you, have a, you have a free ticket. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Okay, awesome, I mean, awesome. As long as everyone else in the band agrees. <laughs> <laughs> um, I absolutely uh, love the art that's come out of Cosmic Slam and Nefarious Rockers. Like all these great drawings of this like cartoon version of Seb with the with the bat wings, and it's just like that whole series of drawings is so great. Like I. I um, so I, I was wondering if you could tell me about the artist, Susie Snake, that you've collaborated with to create that series. Um, you know, I don't know if any of you have any interest in this whatsoever, but you know, if you, if you do ever consider doing merch, like 
you got to put those on t-shirts. Like I, I'd buy the hell out of those. It's just so great. Oh yeah. So Snake has done an excellent uh, job in, in, in drawing these things. And the way it's done is that I've given some prompts. So make something that uh, looks like a Datura trip. That was the uh, in, in a prompt for uh, the guys, the tragedy of life. Uh, if the instrumental version was known as Peace and uh, Weathering. Uh, so I, I just give the silly prompts to, to her and then she executes it flawlessly. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see, uh, you know, I don't know if she would have any interest in doing this, but maybe, uh, you know, uh, you know, extending that to maybe some short comic strips or something like that. I, I think it's such a good uh, character that she's created, you know, out of you. It's just, it's, it's, it's really, it's really awesome. I, I, I've noticed that you guys don't seem to post music anywhere uh, else other than YouTube. And I could be wrong about that, so you have to correct me. Um, but I was just curious if that is true. I was just curious what the reason for that is, and if there are any plans to make the music like more widely available, like put it on iTunes or Buzzsprout or you know uh, SoundCloud. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, so the reason why we we are doing it on YouTube is because we think it gives a better reach. Obviously, there is the sidebar on YouTube where one can stumble upon music. And perhaps it's more difficult to, to stumble on music on iTunes and, and Spotify. When I was discovering my music, the taste, uh, I, uh, I used YouTube and went like YouTube surfing uh, with different uh, metal albums and different prog rock albums and stuff like that. But I, I might uh, put it on Spotify. I just don't know if it's uh, worth it or not. I guess my answer to that would be that I don't really know how to get on certain things like iTunes and Spotify, or I'm not sure if there's some kind of work we have to do with lawyers or something. But uh, I know we were already on Sound SoundCloud a while ago, but uh, I'm not sure if we're still on SoundCloud. We're still on SoundCloud. Okay. Yeah, it might it might be worth looking into. I mean, I, I I you know, it does make sense to make YouTube the priority since you are primarily speaking to, to the antinatalist community, and you know, let's face it, of those platforms, that's where the most ANs are. So I, I definitely get the logic in that. But it would be good, you know, um, if there's an interest, you know, amongst you to, to do it, it would be good to be able to find you guys, you know, other places. Emmanuel, did you have anything to say about that? Um, I mean, not much other than I just leave it up to Seb to decide <laughs> as far as the antinatalism stuff goes. Uh, I don't have anything independent right now, but uh, I was also thinking of doing that one day, like branching out, maybe doing some solo work. That's uh, not just antinatalism related. But so far, no plans. <laughs> yeah, no, sweet. I'll I'll be looking forward to seeing if you if you do if you do any of that. Um, so tell me about some of the collaborations that you guys have done, uh, with fellow antinatalists. Uh, you know, you did, you did some stuff, I think with, uh, good old mod Antiseed, uh, who I, I miss terribly. Obviously we've talked about Susie Snake, uh, but you even have worked with David Pierce. Um, David Pierce apparently sang on at least one of your, your tracks. I don't know whether that was a cosmic slam song or, uh, nefarious rockers, but yeah, tell me, tell me how that happened. Yeah, so uh, David Pierce is a good friend of mine. I, I requested him to be on a song 
it was a song called Tribal Agony, a very si- silly song. I, play, I played it with um, a metal slide thing, like slide guitar. The only song I've done that on. It's uh, I plan on releasing it uh, again event- eventually. Yeah, I did something with mod. Uh, yeah, it was a long time ago. A very good lyricism too. We are, I almost did like this collaboration with AK Hunter. But yeah. I'm not sure why, but I would have, I would like to collaborate with AK Hunter one time. I would. I was very excited about that collab, and I was really sad to see to have uh, seen it kind of fall apart. But yeah, I do hope that comes to fruition at some point. It's a great idea. But I'm always open to collaborate with anyone. I mean, yeah. I also collaborated once with. I'm not sure if you've heard of him, but he's called uh, Jamir Tinder. I, I know him. I don't yeah, know what else you guys mentioned, but. I'm pretty sure I've, I've, I remember that person. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. I'm, I'm glad you guys are open to collaborations. Sorry, uh, Zohar, did you have something to say? Forgive me. Uh, I was just saying, like, I don't, I didn't know any of the other names you guys threw out, but I knew Jameer. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Emmanuel, I'm sorry. Did you have anything you wanted to add? Uh, as far as collaborations go? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I would, I would collaborate with just about any, any musician out there. Uh, you know, I, I tried to do something uh, in my area, in my in my town, actually, not too long ago, but it fell through, unfortunately. But yeah, I would like to. Uh, I'm open to that for sure. Sweet. So, Seb, sorry, just to just to uh, clarify. So, the, so the the track with David Pierce is not up right now. I did notice that, like, some tracks have kind of like gone on and off the internet at various times, right? Like, some stuff has been taken down, some stuff is being re-uploaded. Am I correct in that? Yeah, that's that's true. But uh, uh, um, so the reason why I took down a lot of videos was to I wanted the best material of Cosmic Slam and Nefarious Rockers to be on. There's a lot of like songs I've done with heinous equipment, uh, worse than anyone can possibly imagine. Headphones, for example, and nobody does that except for me. I don't know why. I didn't get, I should have gotten proper uh, recording equipment from the start. I, I think yeah. I remember some of that stuff, yeah. Yeah, I did the album Riffs for Kills with Oscar. And uh, I, I, I used like headphones to record the guitar uh, on that. But I, but I think it would be a good idea to just upload everything. But for the cosmic slam songs that aren't that good, uh, I, um, I might put it in like a second cosmic slam channel or something. So I, I love seeing projects like Cosmic Slam and Nefarious Rockers come out of the antinatalist community because projects like these are evidence of the creativity uh, that does indeed come out of antinatalism. Um, what about the subject of antinatalism do you guys find so artistically inspiring? Yeah, I found, find it so for music-wise. I, when I make a riff, I don't think of anything at all. Uh, other than the riff, but after but after the riff is is done and it's time to make lyrics, I I want to make something that's honest about how I'm feeling. 
and I, uh, and I do like this anti-natalist list lyrics for therapeutic purposes a lot of the time. Um, and uh, when I've listened to songs that are, uh, has like this honest lyrics, it uh, has given me some relief and I have seen uh, on the comments that a lot of, uh, so some have said that the, the music I made has helped them. So that, that also motivates me to continue to make uh, anti natalist lyrics. Yes. <clears throat> Emmanuel, did you want to answer first? Uh, sure. Uh, for me, um, the aspect of, it, it, for me, it's almost like a, it's like a venting thing for me. Like, it's like, why did you bring me here? <laughs> Things were fine before I got here. You know, that kind of thing is what makes me inspired artistically. Just, you know, kind of a protest as to my own <laughs> coming into existence. It inspires me. <laughs> I think I always like darker music or like there's kind of a lot of popular music that has depressing themes in it or like it's not necessarily too optimistic, I guess. Um, and yeah, I guess something about having honesty and lyrics and stuff is like makes it more enjoyable for me and stuff. Um, so yeah, like I kind of, not that they have anything in common antinatalism and music and stuff, but I guess I kind of see a little bit of a correlation personally. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Um, do you guys consider your music uh, act an act of antinatalist activism, when or why not? Uh, I, I, I used to, but I've become disenfranchised with antinatalist activism. I don't know if I want to get into the reasons Perhaps I will, perhaps up, not. Up to you, whatever you wish. Uh, but uh, I think that uh, nothing one does is really guaranteed to do anything. That's, I guess that's all I will say about that. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, before the, uh, making antinatalist lyrics, having antinatalist lyrics in the songs to me was a form of activism. Uh, but now uh, I think it's good for that uh, antinatalists have uh, something good to listen to that they can relate to. So I'm deciding to put antinatalist lyrics uh, because of that. That's good. Yeah, thank you for that answer, Seb. That's great. Zohar? Um, so I would say like maybe sometimes, but like I wouldn't say that while you're playing music, you're going to be thinking about antinatalism or necessarily like, I don't know, ready to have a debate about it or something. But like, I would say there's like elements of antinatalist activism in music, but it's not like the core of it. Hi. So I would say that I, um, I used to definitely look at it as a form of activism. I looked at almost everything I was doing as a form of activism. I was pretty strong in, in the movement at one point. But now, I looking back, I would say, or looking at it, I would say that it's not really because I feel like almost everyone that that knows about the music is already an antinatalist. So that would be my take on it. Well, you know, sometimes um, you might be preaching to the choir, but it, it keeps people in the church. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> sometimes, sometimes right. people need sometimes people need a reminder, uh, and and uh, our art is a good way to kind of keep keep the keep people's butts in the seats of their 
positions, you know, so, so to speak. So, um, yeah, but thank, thank you. Thank you all three of you for your answers on that. Um, real quick, Seb, I know at some point you started this great subreddit all about antinatalist music that I wish more people were taking advantage of. I'm going to definitely put that below a uh, link to that below in, in, in the description. Um, there really is quite a lot of great antinatalist music out there and there's an increasing amount actually. Uh, so aside from your own work, I was just curious if there were any examples of other, you know, pieces of antinatalist music that uh, you Seb really like and, and, and also uh, Zohar and Emmanuel. Is there any other examples of, you know, Antinatalist-Musik-Vi-Vi-Lov-Vi-Lov-Vi-Lov-Vi-Lov-Vi-Lov-Vi-Lov-Vi-Lov-Vi-Lov-Vi-Lov-Vi-Lov-Vi-
of like about cosmic slam. Uh, well, I, and and I'm I'm basing I'm basing that a little bit too because I do remember some of the the really really raw stuff that that Seb mentioned earlier. Um, you know, being a part of that. Sorry if I interrupted you at all so hard. Please go ahead. Uh, I guess we still have like we haven't really released too much music under Nefarious Rockers, so yeah. it's probably gonna take time for us to like develop it and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Emmanuel. Uh, sorry again because uh, I'm not. Um, I haven't heard from Nefarious Rockers yet, so it's new to me. I have to catch up. Oh, okay. Comparison. So I'm sorry, I didn't realize that. So you, you, you've only been a part of of Cosmic Slam at this point. Yeah, that's right. I see. Early okay. Cosmic Slam. Early, very early Cosmic, Cosmic Slam. Slam. Um, I, you know, one collaboration that Cosmic Slam did have that I completely forgot to mention a little while ago is you guys did do some of the music for this amazing uh, antinatalist video game by uh, somebody by the name of Morality Without Addiction, who's a, it's a great, great, great channel. The game is called Better Never to Have Won. Um, and uh, yes, how did you get involved with that? So I just did what I usually do. I made music and it was actually um, a Morality Without Addiction who contacted me, asked me if it was okay. Uh, for him to use that song I did and of course I said uh, I said yes and um, I was actually very surprised to hear that uh, someone wanted to uh, have my music in their video game and some uh, one funny thing I found about that uh, video game is that it has this feature so after a bonus uh, stage one can choose to keep the rewards one has gotten or to gamble. And uh, actually the game, if one presses the gamble button too many times, it says that the game was rigged from the start. Uh, that, that game is pretty pretty brilliant. <laughs> and I thought, I thought your music added a lot to it. Yeah, that's a great collaboration. Uh, and of course, you know, in addition to your music, uh, the music of Karima Kerma was used in that game. So it was a nice... Uh, nice um, you know, two different antinatalist musical worlds colliding in, in that in that one game. Um, how many like albums does Cosmic Slam have? Are, are there Cosmic Slam albums, or is it all standalone tracks that don't don't actually have any albums attached to them? Uh, I must count. Uh, it's a long time ago since I've listened to a lot of those previous albums, but there's some of them has very ridiculous names. The first there is the debut, Rift That Kills. There's uh, uh, Shooting Pooh in Mud. It's, uh, 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 those two are not currently on the channel. There's uh, something about tigers or something. Uh, yeah. Tigers and peace. And, um, that, runs, that rings a bell. Yeah, but uh, guess it's about... Uh, uh, on, co in, on Cosmic Slam, there is maybe four or five, four or five albums. And on Nefaris Rockers, there is one, but there will be another one soon. Uh, well, so, so moving on a little bit to Nefarious Rockers, Nefarious Rockers does have an album that is available on the Nefarious Rockers channel. It's called Piss and Wuthering. Is this a, is this a reference to Wuthering Heights? <laughs> or... uh, there was this album by... Uh, Genesis. Uh, it was the last album Steve Hackett uh, played on. 
on on Genesis, it's it's called wind and weathering, and then I just uh, replace wind with kiss. Okay, awesome. Sorry, go ahead, Zohar. Is there anything you'd like to say about that album, Zohar? I mean, I like the name Kiss and Weathering, but like I think it's fitting. Oh, there is also another album. Uh, so uh, there is the album called The Ghastly Tragedy of Life. Uh, and that has actually antinatalist li- lyrics. Uh, I've uh, taken some of derived energies lyrics and, and stuff. Uh, and right. it on that. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Okay. Um, and so would you say, so Nefarious Rockers though is like, it's sometimes an antinatalist band and sometimes not, right? It kind of like, you, you don't really like, uh, I got the sense that you don't like, um, put a lot of pressure on yourself to necessarily make the music of, of, of uh, Nefarious Rockers antenatalist, but that it often has those elements in it. Yeah, so um, uh, I, I will definitely make uh, antenatalist music in the future, but uh, I will also make uh, non-antenatalist music too. I think we have to have a balance because some people are listening to our music for the antinatalist theme, but maybe we can draw people in using just pure good music. And um, yeah, like I feel like it might be good because, you know, we don't have to just like spam it throughout our whole song or anything like that. But uh, we're probably going to include antinatalist lyrics here and there and stuff. So to try to keep people to make sure everyone knows like what we're about. Yeah, it's very smart. It's very, very smart. I think that's great. Um, so yeah, I mean, what what else? What what is what is the future of Nefarious Rockers look like? What are you guys working on now? What can we expect in the future? The f- future is actually surprising, but we're actually becoming a boy band soon. All right, all right, fantastic. What is that mean, uh, boy band? Uh, no, we are not really becoming a boy band. Um, obviously, we 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 are. So Oscar has a bunch of tracks I need to play on, and then I must finish this rock and roll album inspired by Motorhead, and uh, and uh, I think I have to practice guitar some more because I've taken some time out with uh, guitar, so I need to practice my soloing skills and and get the overall guitar skills a little bit more. Um, I guess I've been practicing my guitar skills a lot and hoping to, because I don't think I was on the first Nefarious Rockers album or like pretty much I wasn't on any of the songs, but I'm hoping to be on the next album. Yes, so Soar has a lot of uh, passion and we, we will, uh, I will have a, a bunch of songs uh, featuring uh, Soar in the future is uh, very hungry for the for the music. Great. Well, uh, that's the best news I could get is that you guys are going to continue on and that this this band has a history and you're going to keep working with one another. So I will be very very you know uh, anxiously awaiting new updates from Nefarious Rockers and Cosmic Slam if if should new material come out whatever else you guys produce. Um, is there anything else that you guys you know, kind of want to say about what you're working on and the, and just the, the overall, uh, you know, just overall about your work before we, before we close up today. Uh, yes. So 
you did say something about the roughness that Cosmic Slam has. And I, I think that the roughness has something to do with my singing. It, my singing had a tendency to uh, totally annoy the neighbors, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, I think that my, uh, that my singing was as heavy gave it the Cosmic Slam uh the roughness um uh, and um uh, future work there, there will be like i said uh, maybe i should reiterate there will be the um, motorhead inspired album it, it, inadvertently it sounds a little bit like punk rock not what i intended but it's because the singer uh, John has this punk rock singing style. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Zohar, do you have anything to add? I guess look forward to some new music that I'm going to put out. I might do like a bit of solo projects, but mostly I'm working with Seb and stuff. And I don't know, like if there's something that maybe doesn't fit with his work, I might like put it as a solo project. But mostly I'm trying to make things that go well with what he's doing. Okay. Okay. Well, that's great. Well, uh, listen, guys, please, please, please do not stop making your music. Um, I, I think you, you, uh, all three of you, four of you, uh, including uh, Oscar, who's not with us, um, you guys seem to work really, really well together. And that's a difficult thing to find. So uh, I, for one, as I said, will be looking forward to whatever else you produce. Uh, you're all very, very talented. And uh, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much for being my guests. On the Exploring Antinatalism podcast, everybody, please go make sure to subscribe to Cosmic Slam and to Nefarious Rockers. Thanks, Amanda. <clears throat> Thanks so much. The time has come. Time for the 8th Annual Why Are You an Antinatalist Contest 2022 edition, brought to you by Antinatalism International. Anti-procreative minds of all kinds are invited to make either a video or written response in any language to the question, why are you an antinatalist for the chance to win fabulous antinatalist prizes? People representing all forms of anti-procreation are welcome and highly encouraged to respond. Be they child-free, antinatalist, vehement, ephilist, or perhaps something a little less defined. All styles of entry are welcome. You can make a hardcore philosophy video, write a song, write a poem, dance, make a performance video of some kind, make a video of some drawings that you've done. The sky is pretty much the limit. It can be explicit, it can be abstract, really anything is allowed so long as you in some way describe why you are an antinatalist. Visit the Antinatalism International YouTube channel for more details, link below. Contests will run August 15th, 2022 through September 15th, 2022. Email me at antinatalnews at gmail.com or exploringantinatalism at gmail.com with any questions you may have and to submit your entries. Hope that we get some really strong entries this year, some good arguments, some good artwork, and great representation from antinatalists of all kinds all over the world, both new and established. Thanks so much, everyone. All the best, and bye for now. See you soon. Thank you for listening to the Exploring Antinatalism podcast. This has been Amanda Oldfansukinik. You can find me on the YouTube channel, Antinatal Wolf. Keep up with my daily antinatalist news updates at Antinatal News on Twitter. Please follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
Buzzsprout, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Amazon.com, RSS feed, and so many other platforms. Email me at exploringantinatalism at gmail.com. The podcast website, www.exploringantinatalism.com, was designed by the amazing Visions Noirs. Please follow him at www.bionoir.com and also follow him on Instagram. Logo art by the amazing Life Sucks. Subscribe to him on YouTube and check out his merch at www.etsy.com slash shop slash Life Sucks Publishing. Music by the wonderful I Doubt It. Subscribe to him on YouTube. And check out our collaborative project along with our friend Ethel WV, The Right to No Longer Exist, which includes the podcast, The Right to No Longer Exist, A Right to Die podcast. All the best, and bye for now.